What did we say we're going to name this thing? Uh, the Mansfields After Dark. Is that it? I'm nervous because I know I'm being recorded. <laughs> Welcome. Okay. Let's do that Wait, again. we need a tagline. Maybe we should write it down and then we can read it so that it's a little more fancy. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think it should be fancy? I don't know that I've ever listened to a fancy podcast. <laughs> Welcome to The Mansfields After Dark, where we have conversations about creativity. After we put our kids to bed. From our school bus turned studio in our backyard. I'm Sasquatch Mansfield. And I'm Molly Mansfield. All right. That's good to me. I think that was pretty good. Okay. So Joseph Campbell has this idea around being pacified. And that there's there's a certain level of conformity that we we adhere to, that we 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 distill ourselves down into the lowest common denominator. So we, you know, we're surrounding ourselves with other people that are pacified and, and you, you just become this like goo that is just all the same. Nothing is ever really that different. Um, and you, you think you're content because you're pacified. Um, and I think, I think the, uh, it is the job of the artist to rail against that, to, to be able to detach from that world, to understand that we're, we're not made to be pacified. We're not made to just like be our individual selves, which is actually just what everybody else is, you know, but we're, we're made to be very, very different and very unique. Um, okay. Yeah. Are you, are you, you still agree? going? Are you no, still going? Or is that... I don't, okay. you talk over me. I don't Sometimes care. Sometimes you have long pauses and I'm not sure if you're done with a sentence. <laughs> no um, long pauses here. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm really excited to talk about this. I wanted to talk about it because um, of my new painting series. Um, I did five paintings recently um, that are like these, I call them not patterns. So they're um, actually, they're inspired by seed packets, mm-hmm. which is a um, an ode to my childhood growing up at the garden center, but they look kind of like a pattern, but not really a pattern. Sure. And I mean, this thought, this idea about conformity, I mean, I feel like it's something that I've been thinking about for, uh, or that's been, that is on my mind for like ever. Um, not, not that I've always been thinking about it in this way, but I think it, I think part of my personality, like part of being a four is that you feel like you don't belong. You feel like you don't fit in. You feel like you're different or the black sheep or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've always felt like that. Um, so these kinds of thoughts have always, you know, they're very familiar to me. Yeah. And I think that, um, I have, I've been doing these not pattern things 
for a while and have always kind of enjoyed repetition in my work but obviously now it's like it's much more clear this is what I'm thinking about and and the patterns had become more um well just my work has evolved in a you know natural way and mm-hmm. now um until I made these paintings um so yeah I just wanted to talk about this with you we talk about mm-hmm. this a lot and sure. um yeah um yeah the the other uh piece that Campbell talks about is with that conformity and with that you know passivity that we have we only get to our journey we only get to our path whenever we've stopped that passivity we c- we can only truly see our dragons whenever we take our you know heads away from the screens that surround us right well hold on i think we should go back i think we should okay. uh Go a little bit deeper into this go back passivity in time. idea. Yep. So, um, do you think Huey Lewis in the news? Do you think that that's true? Like, do you think most of our culture is in that um, uh, zombie phase uh, in the trans? Okay. Uh, we can talk about this. A lot of people are worried about, you've heard of an Orwellian dystopia. Yeah, I haven't read, I'm not very familiar with that philosophy okay. though, if you could define it. Yes. So an uh, Orwellian is like more of like a police state kind of thing. Like harsh, you know, they'll ban books, they'll do, you know, everything is like heavily regulated and monitored and they don't give you all the information. They're hiding stuff. And, you know, people are like, Oh, I think we might live in an Orwellian dystopia currently. Okay. Maybe. But then, um, Huxley, he wrote a book called brave new world. Mm -hmm. And in his book, he, so George Orwell, Wrote and the other these one. two books have been on my reading list for like 17 years. Years. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you should just read them. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so George Orwell wrote, um, what is it? 1984. Huh. And then um, but Huxley wrote uh, A Brave New World. And his dystopia is... A world where you don't need to ban books because no one wants to read. You don't, you know, you don't need to worry that they're not giving us all the information. They're just giving us too much information. And then we're passive. We're just like completely zombied out. So I don't know. I think I think it's possible that we live in both where... We have a lot of information. Most people don't want to read. Most people just like being surrounded by screens. They play their little phone, you know, slot machine, swiping up and down, looking for that dopamine hit. Um, So, yeah, I I think most of us are pacified and we don't know it. 
I went without a phone, not by choice. Mm-hmm. It was boys and girls, sometimes when you are married, you get frustrated with each other. And I did something stupid and tried to put emphasis in on some of my words and maybe have put my phone down with a little bit too much force. <laughs> and I decided to live with my decision uh, and not have a phone for a week. Uh, because my phone broke. I broke my phone because <laughs> I was in an argument with my wife. Um, not even an argument. I was just... Whatever. Just got mad. I just got mad for some reason. It was late. I needed to go to bed. I so Sorry. hungry and angry is hangry. What's sleepy and angry? Sangry, sangry, slangry, slangry. I was just a little slangry. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, you don't realize. I guess I, you know, you and I, we don't use our phones that much. Like I didn't think we did. Yeah. Um, I feel like. Of our fringe groups that we're a part of, we probably use our phones the least, I would say. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? I'm not them. I don't spend time on their phone. But what I realized was I do a lot on my phone. I just, for no why, does it sir? Like, I tell myself that I'm on Instagram and all these things because I have a business and you know yeah that's what's gonna make me money i have made money through instagram but it's not like it certainly isn't what's supporting our family yeah but but you know you tell yourself these little lies so that you can you'll stay on there and you know classic addict behavior (laughs) so i started thinking about that stuff and um and also i think i think that the what what struck me when it, with my phone situation was that I just got a smartphone and didn't make a plan for it. I just was like, oh, cool, this thing. And then, you know, if you don't make a plan for something, it's probably going to be a little out of control. And so if if I can put some constraints on it, so anyway, yes, I do think that people are pacified. That was a very long thing, but um, I just wanted to share that sometimes I get angry. <laughs> yeah, I think that our, I've always felt like our culture um, preaches this gospel of just be yourself, uh, be unique. Like all the, I feel like all the, um, brands like their commercials are about like buy this product and then you'll be like um you'll be different you'll be like mike michael jordan you know what I yeah mean? yeah you'll, you'll be different like him yeah yeah, yeah for sure mm-hmm. but the culture doesn't actually um doesn't really actually support that Um, because I think we, I think it's really obvious in like the political climate. Okay. Um, there's just so much hatred and like Mm -hmm. strong, emotionally charged words Mm -hmm. at people that have different opinions. 
Yep. And not much room for, um, there's just no room for other opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy to be friends with people who are just like you. You know, there's like, yes. there's like, um, well, it's always been that way. It's always been easy to be friends with people that are like you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's why we have, you know, the groups, church groups, sp- you know, people. Sports ball sports, groups. Yep. Um, ethnicity, age. Oh, ethnicity groups. <laughs> okay. You're white. I'm white. That's cool. Let's hang out. <laughs> yes, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> But I think, I think, um, I mean, obviously there, people gravitate to that because we have a, we have something in common we can connect on or we can talk about or whatever. Um, and I think that it brings, well, that community, it brings a sense of belonging. Um, but I think that sameness is a false sense of belonging. Mm. Okay. So what I guess what I'm saying is that that's one of like that's one of the messages of conformity is you will belong. I mean, you mentioned one of the messages earlier. Um what did you say that <laughs> I can't remember? Uh, what you once said. it leaves my mouth, I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sure it was great. I think I just think the message of conformity is very um it's very attractive. It's very appealing. Mm-hmm. Like you know, this will be easy. You won't have to make decisions. Sure. Um like well, I mean, you give you won't have all the responsibility. Sure. Sure. Well, it's and so there's there's that, right? Like there's there's the the message there's you know there's there there's the um the groups that are giving out the message that's like you do this and you'll be this way right like that's the 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 gospel of whatever thing that you're joining in right mm-hmm. right but then i think that the the greatest propaganda because that's what it is right it's mm-hmm. like a propaganda th- yeah. that they're sharing or not sharing, like it's. I think it's really subtle. Well, I think the greatest cr- propaganda is the ones that you're not aware of, and yeah. I think that's that's where most people operate in. Like, yes. I don't think they're uh, deliberately choosing no this thing, right? But it, but it is a very subconscious, um, you know, is it's kind of like I don't feel like uh most. I don't know. At least most millennials feel this way, but like the America first mentality, like America is so wonderful. Most millennials that I know are kind of like, eh, I don't know. We're just another country. Like, it's not like we're that amazing. Yeah. Um, whereas like my parents' generation was like, yeah. Oh, we're the best. Yeah. America is the greatest country in the world. Right. Right. And so, that that kind of propaganda that's in there that you don't realize it right um that's that's what's so strong and 
and and it's a way of I'm not I'm not like some crazy conspiracy theorist that says that you know everybody that, that it it's a it's like a mind control thing or like a you know population control but it's like there is something to that that if you can be pacified mm-hmm. if you can be fat and happy like there's no threat here with you know we don't have to worry about a revolt we you know we're just like coasting along with our comforts and i think i think there's real fear around people that have their eyes open and so uh, i think there's incentive for people to encourage others to stay in that passivity yeah whether it's like whether it's planned or or is intentional sure. or not like i think it's the just the natural um pull of darkness hmm. to um want people to conform sure yeah sure yeah yeah before we started you were talking about the, the what you just mentioned darkness made me think of madeline lingle and mm-hmm. you were you were talking about madeline lingle yeah so on the um on camazots everything is the same it's very like very blatant very obvious very weird um and um like nobody has a name. Everybody's kind of doing the same routine. Um, Where nobody the same things has a name. Cheers. Um, camazots. Yeah, camazot. <laughs> so, but then the main characters, Meg, Calvin, um, are they have to face the it, and um, he is like trying to lure them in and um but there's this it's this rhythm it's an irresistible repetitive rhythm and um in this story like they're just going to automatic they're just going to fall into the rhythm it's very ir- like hard to resist um but th- what they do they start like um reciting the Gettysburg address they start um, saying nursery rhymes to each other and like asking and solving math problems with each other and just like pulling things out of their mind that they have stored away to think on to throw off the rhythm. Okay. Um, and it just made me think about um, this verse in Hebrews that says, pay attention lest you drift away. And so the automatic like response hmm. is to drift away unless you are taking action unless against it unless you're paying attention yeah and how how do you pay attention do you know <laughs> well um back to joseph campbell okay yes um my boy my man so i think he he talks about <laughs> Two things. One is uh-huh. like stop, stop being pacified. Mm-hmm. Like get off of the screens, sure, and like notice. Yeah, 
And then the other thing is to face your dragon. Yes. Yep. Um, face those dragons. Which means to face your fears. Face yourself. Which is ends up like all of your fears boil back to yourself. Yeah. 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 We were talking. That was a really interesting. I forgot about that. That was interesting reading or learning that about. Yeah. It. Well, it's like it's like that scene in Star Wars whenever Luke yes. is battling. It, it's whenever he's training with Yoda and then he's battling um, Darth Vader on. Hmm. Where, where's Yoda? Oh, what is this place yeah, that called? like swamp plant yeah, place. Yeah, what is it? I don't know. Oh well. Hey, um, yeah. If George Lucas is listening, just go ahead and like just DM <laughs> me. All right. <laughs> I can't remember. I'm sorry. I've seen it though. Anyway, so he's he's battling um, Darth Vader, and then he cuts Darth Vader's head off, and turns out. Um, Darth Vader is him. So it's just, you know, that, that's a very much a, <laughs> a little trope there that he was, he was actually battling himself the whole time. And so, yes, our dragons are often ourselves. Um, which is another thing we were talking about today at lunch. We? Yeah, a little bit. We were talking about how we um, can s- tend to see. This is a whole other topic, but I'll bring it up very quickly. We tend to see sometimes our significant other as malevolent occasionally, oh. and so, uh, and why do we do that? Why do we tell ourselves lies about our significant other? Um, it's because it's our deepest fear, like that. We're we're nervous that those those deepest fears will come out, right? And so we we for some reason we tell ourselves lies, this like anxiety or this um yeah, we just let fear creep in. And then even whenever our significant other isn't doing what we think they're doing, we make it into, oh no, you're doing that thing. And it just gets real complicated relationships are complicated anyway so yes a joseph campbell uh stop being pacified and start killing those dragons um and uh, yeah and i i also think that um i mean i think these things go together but like finding truth um like what meg and calvin were doing you know dwelling on the true and the beautiful. And um, yep. the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I think it goes on to like talk about um, filling your mind with truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I think, I think the best way, well, to start back, back, going back to, how do we start looking? How do we start, uh, you know, stop being pacified, start, um, what's it? Acknowledge. Is that what you said? I don't, I can't remember, man, we're doing great. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the idea of how do you start noticing that you're not 
or that you are pacified, right? It uh-huh. it only comes from taking a step back. You have to be able to, you know, it's like a military term, but, you know, to detach. It's like you're, you're, you're stepping away from the line. Like, let's say you're, you know, in a gunfight or whatever, you're, if you're, 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 you have tunnel vision whenever you're in it. Yeah. But if, if you have the ability to step off the line and look around to see what else is going on, you might have already won and yet, yet you're still fighting with this guy because you hadn't, you hadn't taken a step back and realized, oh, we're good. Like we have 5,000 to one but I'm still battling him, you know? And so you have to, you have to take a step back and make an assessment of everything. Yeah. I think, um, do you love me? (laughs) Oh, that's what I was going to talk about. Love. I think, do you love me? (laughs) I love you. What are you quoting? Love games. (laughs) Okay. It's nothing. <laughs> How can we be married for so long and yet you still not pick up on my um, quotes? I just don't care. I just don't have a, a like photographic memory like you do, nor do I consume as much as you do. Okay. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> what what were you? But I say, enjoy though? I enjoy your quotes, especially whenever I get them. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that was the mighty boosh, the um, the uh, old Greg. I'm old Greg. It, well, it sounded like his voice. I'm old Greg. I never liked that, so okay. You know, that's okay. You don't have to like it. man love i think i think the other thing here is that like you're you're talking about taking a step back and i'm i'm starting to feel a little bit overwhelmed like how do how do you even do that and just thinking about knowing when you're pacified feels kind of overwhelming but Mm -hmm. um i think to me um thinking about love is helpful in making that assessment because um love is the one thing that the darkness doesn't have so all this conformity stuff all this passivity stuff it's absent of love maybe there's a maybe there's an illusion mm. of acceptance an illusion of belonging an sure. illusion of t- togetherness, sure. but it is not, um, it is not loving. It is not kind. Yeah. Um, and you know, think about cancel culture. Sure. That says, um, basically if you have a different opinion as than me, yeah, you're done in my eyes. Like, sure. If you say something offensive, you will be canceled. Right. Um, it's very um it's very hateful. Yeah. Well, and 
in love, true love. True love. What's that from? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You I know. know. Uh, <laughs> I know everything. Um, true, true love is have fun storming the castle. <laughs> it uh. It acknowledges your failures. It acknowledges all your faults. And still says, I love you. Yes. Right? It's not, it's not cancel culture, which is, oh, yeah, you made, you made a mistake one time whenever you were 18. Sorry. Bye. You can't be in movies anymore. Like, well, okay. <laughs> I didn't like being in movies anyway. <laughs> but but the yeah, re- real love um casts out all fear. Yes. Yes. So, so then you're not afraid of those dragons. Yeah, you can face the dragons because you're loved truly. Yep. And you're at peace. Yes. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's bring it back around, bring it around town, bring it right back around town for the artists. Okay. Yeah. Right. So what, why, why or how or what, or what, why do you feel this is important to talk? I, I know you're speaking to more than just artists, but you know, I feel like this this podcast is probably more speaking to artists. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely wasn't thinking about with artists in mind. I mean, I'm think of mostly about myself, <laughs> but then nice. <laughs> um, whenever I heard the, the whole Joseph Campbell thing, I was like, Oh, everybody like this is, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. Everybody, exp- this is a story that is applicable to everybody. So that mm-hmm. just kind of gave me a lot of affirmation and courage to like talk about it and yeah. be like, you, you know, experience this. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I, it really, Joseph Campbell is a game changer, has, has changed the way that I view storytelling, like in, in the stories that I write. And the videos I produce and the photos I make, like it's all changed. Yeah. Okay. What was the name of that documentary that we watched? Finding it, Joe. Okay. So if anybody would like <sighs> to. Guys, if you do watch it, it's on YouTube. It's Freezies. But uh, as a cinematographer, it is, oh, hot garbage. But. Uh, the content, the message, the message is, is wonderful, and you know, they definitely tried, and <laughs> I give it to them. It's very cutesy, but it's like not—I don't know. Just don't, don't judge it. Don't judge it on the visu- visuals. Visuals. Okay. Okay. Said my piece about that. Okay. Well, you had made an interesting observation yeah. that in the past um artists were were countercultural. Yes. Um Yes. Do you want to 
elaborate on that? Yeah. I did say that. Yes. So, I mean, you look at... Um, Monet. Uh-huh. Hated it. <laughs> Everyone hated it. Okay. You look at Picasso. Hated it. <laughs> Everyone hated it. You look at Van Gogh. Nobody cared. Could care less about this person. Um. Okay, oh, so you're talking about people that are that were making work that was like new and revolutionary. Sure. Yeah, it's countercultural. Yeah. Did I say something mm-hmm. else? You're thinking yeah. of something else. I thought you were I don't know. I thought you were saying um I mean thinking I, more to like their beliefs and values. Oh, I yes. So I I do think so uh, art used to have commentary on culture, right? And uh, what you see a lot now is uh, a very, to use an internet, mm, I won't use that term. Um, it's very much like this, you like that? I like that too, kind of. Um, it's playing to the masses kind of thing. Okay, so like, um, it it's. I'm trying to I'm trying to find <laughs> some words, um. Like, okay, so let's say, let's say I'm a Christian artist. I'm not having a commentary like my work isn't a commentary on how to be a better Christian or how to, you know, truly live what Jesus talked about, but it's just like crosses. And it's like, that's that's the lowest common denominator and that's what sells. I'm not saying anything by it. I'm not, I'm not really progressing anything or moving the ball. I'm just like playing to this audience, right? And our mm. artists used to not be that way. They used to be very countercultural, right? And then the same on the left, right? Like if I if I make work that's surrounded around like gender roles and, you know, gender fluidity and stuff like that, that just like rounds of applause. Right. Well, I'm not really saying anything because, because that culture is already going and moving and it's, it's, I'm not, there's no commentary who's no one is disagreeing with what I'm doing. Right. So, uh, Right. So, yeah. So you're, thinking that art should challenge the yes, culture. Yes, 100%. And so like your latest work, it is a bunch of flowers. Okay. But there's an intention behind a bunch of those flowers. So at face value, it just looks like a bunch of flowers. But there's more behind it, and I think, um, I think it's the more that's behind it that, uh, you know, maybe maybe people don't need to know. Yeah. Maybe you know, whenever someone asks you, "What's the story behind this?" you just go, "Oh, there's a story, but I'm not telling." <laughs> you know, that's probably a good move. But, 
but it's more um it's more for you the artist you need to know that you're you're challenging something you're not just i don't know it just seems yeah. it seems um frivolous to me i don't think art should be frivolous i think it should be purposeful and and done with a, a a lot of intention. I don't think it should be easy. I think yeah. it sh- I think you should have fun with it, but I don't think it should be easy. It should be work. Personally. Yeah, I think the the but you should play. <laughs> you know, the story and the meeting is in most art is not like readily accessible to the viewer. But I think what is obvious is like the passion sure. and the, um, and I think that's what people, um, the viewer can connect to. Yes. And maybe bring their own meaning into the situation, sure. which is fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think that's good. So practicals. Get off your damn phone. <laughs> stop stop playing the, the iPhone lottery. Swiping. It's like gambling. They designed it for that. Really? Yeah. It's like a slot machine. I never <laughs> use a slot machine. Don't lie. <laughs> Everybody knows you have a giant gambling problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> so get off that thing. Start to observe the world one of my favorite exercises that i ever did um was i spent seven days and i went to the same place around the same time for seven days and i sat there for like 20 30 minutes and i just wrote down things that i observed no phone just looking is the best Practice, like for artists, especially like writers, photographers, visual art. It's like you need to be good at observing things. Yeah. So why don't you practice that? Mm-hmm. So that was the idea. And it worked for me. Cool. It's probably, you know, it's probably stuff that people that go to school for art do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't do that. So. We got to find it on our own terms. And then I think it's more meaningful because nobody told me to do it. I wanted to do it. Sure. Well, for some people it works. I, whenever someone tells me to do something, I normally just go, nah. (laughs) Yeah, neither of us particularly like to be told what to do. Nope. That's why we own our own businesses. (laughs) Okay. I feel good. Yeah. This is great. This is great. Okay. I'm uh, Sasquatch Mansfield on the Instagram. I probably have a TikTok too. If you were on TikTok, you could follow me at Sasquatch Mansfield. And YouTubes. I'm on YouTubes. Putting videos out. Stuff like that. Really just having a blast. I love social media. (laughs) 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 
come say hi. Uh, speaking of getting off and (laughs) yeah we can all non-conform together on these (laughs) social platforms that are heavily regulated okay well and you are i'm molly mansfield um on instagram molly mansfield artist and on the interwebs mollymansfield.com yeah done cool thanks for listening guys we love you really we do not in the same way that we love each other but in like a brotherly love brotherly yeah what's that one phileo oh it's you philadelphia city of brotherly love that's how i remember that yeah okay bye